0: Welcome to the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. We're putting black girl magic in motion. This show is dedicated to reinventing wellness for women of color. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Balanced Black Girl Podcast. First and foremost, I just have to thank you all for the love and support that I have received over the past month and the past couple of episodes. We have had some major announcements, first and foremost, switching to an every other week schedule through the end of 2019. I know that I previously was putting out a lot of content and that it has been a bit of an adjustment to scale back. I was going from an episode a week to a one point two episodes a week to scale back to an episode every other week is a huge huge change however i have just received such an outpouring of love and support really a, a big reason behind the change or the main reason behind the change was the fact that i was not feeling like a balanced black girl (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination between keeping up with my day job moving to a new city and continuing to create content I had to figure out an area to scale back and I was ready to start adding some more wellness into my own routine because ironically enough since I decided to launch this show last year the thing that has probably suffered the most has been my own well-being at least physically and I was really, really wanting more time and space to devote to that again so that I could really practice what I preach here. I really wanted some time to lay low and to explore my new city and to reconnect with myself. And the fact that you all are so, so supportive of me being able to do so, even if that means consuming a little bit less content from me for a while, is something that I really appreciate. Second of all, All of your love around our one year celebration. Holy moly, the amount of you who even listened to the episode, shared it, entered the giveaway on Instagram. I am humbled. I am so, so grateful for this community and just how you all continue to show up and show out for this platform. So thank you for riding with me through the schedule change. Thank you for riding with me through our one year anniversary. And this episode officially kicks off year two. I have with the extra time that I now have in creating less content, have been devoting it back to my wellness. And now that I'm in a new setting, now that I have just a lot more space to live and curate, I've been really, really intentional with my own wellness practices. So my morning routine has been on point, which I will share more about soon. I've really rededicated myself to my yoga practice, which was lacking. And I have also really, really rededicated myself to improving my diet and getting back to eating and drinking foods that truly make me feel good. And one of the easiest, easiest practices that I have started implementing is enjoying my Organifi green juice. So years and years ago, I was an avid juicer. I bought a juicer and I would juice my own vegetables and fruits every single day and god bless my poor roommate at the time i would get up at like 5 a.m juicing fruits and vegetables only to go to like a 5 30 a.m workout class i know that girl hated me I am so sorry if she's listening. I I don't think my old roommate's listening. I'm sure that listening to the juicer at 5 a.m. was not pleasant. For me, stumbling out of bed juicing at 5 a.m. wasn't pleasant. My grocery bill from all of the produce that I was buying wasn't pleasant. And cleaning the juicer sure as heck wasn't pleasant. So I recently started enjoying my Organifi Green Juice each day, which is a really incredible Whole Foods powder that I just put a scoop into my water Each day, and it is like having the green juice that I used to love and enjoy. But is a lot more cost effective because I'm not going through as many groceries or buying as much produce all at once. I am not having to get out the big clunky juicer. Actually, no longer have the big clunky juicer, and I'm definitely not having to clean up as much mess. But I really, really loved it. It's very energizing. I have really noticed increased energy and better digestion. So. If you are interested in stepping up your green juice game, but you are not interested in lugging out the juicer, definitely try out Organifi. You can go to balanceblackgirl.com slash Organifi, and you can use the code BBG for 15%. Off. So if you're looking for a green juice replacement that's easier for on the go, definitely, definitely check out Organifi. It is for sure one of my favorites. All right, so let's dive into today's episode I will say that we do talk quite a bit about wine because that is one of the key topics with our guest today um, and her platform and her business. So if conversations about alcohol are something that are not good for you to listen to at this time, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up that we are going to be talking about uh, wine today and we're talking about it in a really positive aspect, but I did want to give you that heads up. Our guest today is Shayla Vernado, who is a serial entrepreneur, entertainer, side hustle queen, and the founder of Black Girls Wine. Black Girls Wine, affectionately known as BGW, is a lifestyle brand that celebrates black girl magic by curating exclusive experiences for women who love wine. With over 11 chapters in 10 plus cities, the brand is growing and the world is taking notice of the fashionista turned winepreneur. We deserve to unwind, to relax, and to enjoy ourselves in ways that suit us. I had so much fun chatting with Shayla, learning about wine and learning about black girls wine and I know that you are going to enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So without further ado, let's jump into the show and please help me welcome Shayla to Balance Black Girl. Shayla, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited to have you on the show to talk about Black Girls Wine. But before we talk about Black Girls Wine, let's learn a little bit more about you. So for our listeners who are just meeting you, can you tell us a little bit more about you, your background, and what motivates you?
1: Oh my gosh, such a good questions. First of all, <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm so, so appreciative. So, a little bit about me and my background and what motivates me. Lots us answer. <laughs> so, I'm originally from Richmond, Virginia. I went to odu ultimate university i'm in norfolk virginia and i graduated with a degree in fashion i started my first business actually i'm a serial entrepreneur started my first business as a stylist and shortly after launched a strategy consulting firm for other small business owners and i knew when i was styling and working with women that there would be more to my future in what I would create for women. I didn't know what that would include though. I had no <laughs> idea that wine was in my future. You know, the deacon and the deaconess, AKA mommy and daddy had no alcohol in the house. fact, <laughs> <laughs> grew up in a very dry house. It was interesting. It was interesting getting to this point and launching Black Girls Wine, launching the society and kind of being here. And I think what motivates me is I like creating space for people to be open and be themselves. like I like welcoming people into my home. I love entertaining. my husband's always like, oh my god, who do you have at our house now <laughs> like that's kind of always been me and so it's kind of cool that my journey to entrepreneurship led me at the front door of Black Girls Mine and launching this business and launching a society where I get to create those spaces for women every
0: day. Yes, absolutely. And I think community building is just one of those things that if if you find a space to be able to do it is so fulfilling. And what I also appreciate about your story is you being honest about realizing that you were at a point where you, where you knew that there was something else out there for you followed that feeling to get to where you are today so yes. what initially sparked your love for an interest in wine having grown up in a in a dry household <laughs>
1: <laughs> originally I, to this day, like, my parents will drink wine if I, like, bring a bottle over to the house. But, like, I never had, like, any... I had no point of reference until I started making friends professionally. And, of course, like, you know, everybody's first sip is, like, a Moscato and stuff, right? But (laughs) I had friends who went... Like, my girlfriend, Carmen, who went to Howard, she... We were always in somebody's VIP, hanging out, having a good time, and they would pop champagne. And I'm like, oh, God, this stuff, who drinks it? And (laughs) so, as I journeyed into my career, and everything like that I was in the insurance industry for about 10 years and I met a lot of great women there and all my friends were always older than me so I felt like my palate had to grow up really fast (laughs) because I would be hanging out with people who were 10 20 years my senior and you know my girlfriend would be like can you pick up a bottle of Pinot Grigio on your way thanks and hang up and I'm like well where do you even find that in the grocery store like what is happening I learned quickly and a girlfriend of mine called me and was like hey like so some years later said hey you want to sell wine and i'm like sell wine no i don't want to sell wine i don't make somebody else rich i'm already in corporate america and so i was like but i'm curious do they even target to african americans like are they trying to sell to black people because usually that doesn't happen and i was like are there any black people that work there And she was like, I don't know. And so when we both, like, we both were, like, on the phone, like, Googling this company, like, looking at everyone in it, looking at all their tag photos on Instagram, there was a black person in sight. And I was just like, but so many companies do this, though. Like, I go to the wine store. I never see any ads of black women looking happy with a glass of wine, anywhere in Total Wine or anywhere Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of like, I feel like they're is something missing here. And all of the women that I have befriended who have have successful careers, successful in their personal lives, all of this, like why don't they deserve to have a space to enjoy wine too, to be targeted As well, because we drink things other than Moscato. So I'm just curious as to why that hole is there. And I feel like I need to fill it. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I got here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I love that, though, because I think that there's also so many industries where we can where we can see that happening, where it's like the demand is there. Our interest is there. But companies just don't consider us for it. And it's like we would actually really enjoy what you're providing. Right, we, we have money to give you if you want it, <laughs> but include <Right>. us.
1: <laughs> exactly, and that's one of my girlfriends, Larissa. She is Lotus Vine Wine on Instagram. She just did actually an interview earlier this year with Yahoo Finance, talking about that, and she was just talking about how like, yeah, our money, like we. African Americans spend money. We spend money on liquor. We spend money on wine. We spend just as much money in the beverage industry as anybody else, but you never see anybody targeting anything to us. If it's not vodka or it's not Moscato, we don't get the nice, classy, yeah, you know, we just don't get any of that.
0: Mm-hmm. And so...
1: I wanted to kind of, I wanted to create a safe space for women and then also start to push my way towards the table so that when I got a seat, I could bring everybody else too.
0: Oh, so good. Actually, that leads perfectly to my next question, which is the origin story of Black Girls Wine. How did you decide to create Black Girls Wine? What went into it? How did you realize that that was the space that you wanted to create?
1: That's a great question. I knew that I wanted to make it an experience-based lifestyle brand. And when I first launched, that was what I told everybody. They were like, oh my God, Black Girls Wine. What is that? Are you going to make wine? No. Um, (laughs) It is a lifestyle brand that is experience-based, and I focus on curating um, wine experiences for Black women. And they'd be like, oh, okay. (laughs) And so for the first couple of years, I did events in different places, uh, D.C., Atlanta, Virginia, of course. And the more events I did, the more people were interested. And so at the beginning of this year, I was like, I got to take this to the next level. So I launched the Women Wellness and Wine Retreat. And that is just a retreat weekend for uh, women to come and we're going to do wine classes and all kinds of like really, really fun things. But I was like, you know, this isn't enough. I want to do weekends like all the time. (laughs) So I planned my first weekend in January of 2019 and women who've been watching my show. So let me also say that this has definitely been a journey, right? I do a weekly show called Wine Down Live and I do it every Wednesday. And when I had nothing else, I always had that show. And that show helped me to build my audience. People, wine lovers have found me from all over because of my show every Wednesday, where I go on and I review a wine, I talk about it, I go in depth about, you know, what I'm tasting, what it pairs well with, what I'm rating it. And I use all my goofy personality, really bring it to life. And so, you know, people want to drink with me, they want to sip, they want to hang out. And so I was like, you know what, I have got to bring this experience like to life. And so I planned this whole weekend in January, and we did nothing but drink wine and eat. And we did shop black on Saturday. So supporting black businesses. And we just we had a blast and one of the ladies who attended actually wrote me a letter and sent me a whole little gift package (laughs) and she was just like Shayla you're really onto something I can't tell you how special this was for me to be able to let my hair down and take off every hat except the one that is my own I got to show up and just be me Oh my God, I cried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cried. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta have this. I know, I know that we need it. And I feel like as black women, we wear just so many hats and there isn't enough balance, right? Yep. <laughs> and so I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to do this. And so in July, I talked to my publicist and I was like, okay, so I think I wanna launch this society, and I think this is what it's gonna be. And I wrote it all out when I thought about it. And she was like, okay, what'd you think about it? I said, yesterday. And I was like, I sent you an email. And she was like, oh my God, <laughs> and so I was like, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm just basing it off of the experience that I did in Richmond. What if I give other women who enjoy creating experiences just as so much as I do, an opportunity to be a part of the brand, represent it in their city and take Black Girls Wine internationally, right? The goal is internationally, right? Now we're national yeah. and we're in 25 cities. But what if I gave them the opportunity? She was like, yeah, do it. And so I launched it. And it's been a learning journey in the last 60 days. Yeah. It's been a learning journey. It was fun getting here because I know that I am in the right spot.
0: Absolutely. So there's so much in that that I want to dive into because I just got so excited listening to you tell that story. (laughs) First and foremost is how you began doing your wind down videos. What I love about what you said was it was just you consistently showing up being yourself. People ask all the time, how do I build a following? How do I get people to engage? And it's exactly that. It is showing up and being yourself so that people could get Mm -hmm. to know Shayla. So they felt like they were enjoying wine with you. So they felt like they could trust your recommendations. And the fact that you were showing up authentically being yourself to build those genuine connections, I think that's such a beautiful foundation to what you've created.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I... You know what? And it's so funny. I was so scared at first <laughs> because my because I don't have a background in it. One of my recent best friends, you know, you make new friends throughout life. She is one of my closest friends. Yeah. I met her since launching Black Girls Wine. She's mm-hmm. a sommelier and she has so much education. And she's just like, Shayla, you just bring... The fact that you bring all of you, that's the magic. Because you have no problem with saying, I have no idea how to read this label. And I bring a level of comfortability to it, right? No matter where you are in your wine journey and... I've grown so much in the last, God, I've been doing this show almost two years now. It really is for me. It's just like, I just want to show up and hang out with the wine friends. That's it. And so taking that approach and just kind of plugging away at it really helped grow my wine knowledge but also grow my audience simultaneously and it was sometimes i say stuff wrong and all my sommelier (laughs) friends are like shayla that's not right like oh well how do i say it and i still get it wrong (laughs) Um, it's the fun and it's that transparency and just that i'm just a girl like just trying to help everybody have a good time that i think people
0: really like absolutely and it's super relatable most of us I mean I don't know the correct I enjoy a glass of wine but I don't know the correct terms for probably anything so the fact Mm -hmm. that by by watching you I feel like I could relate and would probably feel the same way is that much better
1: yeah and that's my goal so that was my my whole goal of the show was you know what I'm just gonna take everybody on a journey and so shout out to the society ambassadors they are amazing women a lot of them are women who've been watching me for the last you know almost two years and they've gotten to watch my journey and and everything like that they're like oh my god like you're so knowledgeable and i'm like girl i learned on wednesdays with you my My talent has changed so much just from doing this show and you know i just wanted to have fun and i wanted my brand to be fun yes it's luxury yes it's you know the society is like country club slash sorority. Yes, all that. (laughs) But it's still just supposed to be fun. That was what I wanted. And then it just it kind of took off. That really helped.
0: Your brand is built around one definitely enjoying like nice, decadent, luxurious experiences coupled with fun, I think is so refreshing because In so many of our experiences as Black women, there's so much heaviness that can happen in the day-to-day for us where sometimes it feels like it's hard for us to enjoy anything because we're either shamed for enjoying things or having to carry the weight of everything for everybody. So just having safe spaces to enjoy nice things and just have fun are so needed.
1: I 100% agree. I posted a status recently Because I I was talking to someone in my family and the whole interaction, I was like, wow, like they do this to me at work. They do this to me. Like, it's always that a black woman is like, oh, well, why are you reacting like that? I didn't react like anything. I'm not angry. There are like a billion emotions that I could be feeling right now. And so, but I don't ever feel like me or my friends have that. Like me and my friends don't ever do that to each other. It's always everyone else around us. And so my status was really like not, it was calling out everyone, but especially the black community, especially our black men, the husbands, the fathers, and even the moms and the aunts. Because we do it, we we sometimes do it to each other and we make each other like so uncomfortable to just be ourselves. Like sometimes I respond and it might not be, oh, hey girl, but it's still (laughs) not angry. So... Mm -hmm. You know, and so I, this space, I feel like so safe in it. And I know all of our members fun. Like it's just so much fun. Friday night, for instance, we had like our first society weekend last weekend for anniversary. So it's Friday night. We all ended up, we went to a couple wine bars and a restaurant and then we ended up out later that night. And it was just so fun to just be out and dancing and hanging out. We just had a really good time laughing, joking, and never once did somebody say, oh, why you say it like that? Why you? You know. Yeah, it's so nice to be around my sisters and with my sisters and feel so understood without ever having to explain.
0: Absolutely, just to feel joy and to feel free mm-hmm. in that joy. Mm-hmm. So, what have been some of your favorite memories or experiences that you've cultivated since beginning Black Girls Wine?
1: The weekend in January was really special.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I realized on this journey and discovering of what I actually like and don't like and what I never want to do again. I really like curating for somebody else to be able to just show up. I took care of all the details. All you had to do was enjoy yourself. And I like seeing that light shine from within when the ladies realize, oh my gosh, like I just get to show up and drink wine and learn about how it was made and taste it from the vine and taste it in fermentation and in the barrel. And I really just get to experience all this. And I didn't have to do anything but show up. I like seeing that light in their eyes. And so the experiences that I've been able to create, even this past weekend, we went to Barbersville Vineyards and I met a wonderful gentleman who works with Barbersville and he gave us like a tour around the entire property and they were just all like, this is like wonderful. That brings me joy, like being able to see them enjoying themselves.
0: Being able to share that with other people is the best. Yes,
1: especially when they look like you. Yep.
0: Yep. Exactly. I would love to dive into the society a little bit more because you mentioned it a little bit earlier, uh-huh. kind of what inspired you to create it. So uh-huh. what cities do you currently have chapters of the society in? And uh-huh. if our listeners are interested in either joining an existing society community or maybe if their city isn't yet listed and they were interested uh-huh. in starting their own uh, group involved with Black Girls Wine, how did they do that?
1: Uh-huh. Ooh, good question. Okay, so we are currently in, and I'm going to read this off, because <laughs> if I don't, I'm going to forget. We are in Richmond, Baltimore, Charlotte, Hoboken, New Jersey, New York, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Dallas, Raleigh, Houston, Woodbridge, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Detroit, Memphis, New Orleans, Portland, San Francisco, Jacksonville, Columbus, ohio and albany new york
0: amazing so many places
1: yes so if they want to join all they have to do is head on over to the website and sign up super easy we are welcoming it's not like a typical sorority right (laughs) like we tell people like it's a wine sorority but it's not like we're not going to reject you yeah Um, (laughs) if you are a wine lover and you like want to elevate your experience then definitely and if you you know, didn't hear your city and you want to start a chapter, all the information is actually right on the website too, right on the society page. It tells you how to become an ambassador, what's required as an ambassador, and you can fill out your application.
0: That is perfect. So we'll make sure we have that linked in the show notes so that folks can either check out their local chapters or become an ambassador if their city wasn't listed in there. I think it's amazing that you do that because I know how wonderful it can be to start something in your local community, which was very much how I felt about Seattle with a lot of the activities mm-hmm. we did around Balanced Black Girl. But then when you also have people who want to be involved in other places, to be able to offer that to them is really, really special.
1: Yeah. Part of what gave me the idea for the society is because <laughs> at the beginning of this summer, I had this super bright idea that I would go out of town every other weekend and travel to all these places and oh. go to like 10 cities. Ooh. Um <laughs> That ended really quickly. yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, I cannot travel this much. And I think that's what really got my wheels turning for how to do this and how to replicate it and setting the expectation and creating this experience over and over again for other people. Because I was just like, I must have been crazy to think that I was going to be in Detroit and then Baltimore and then L.A. And then (laughs) what, girl? Who's doing all that? I'm glad now that I have some help and my ambassadors are super amazing.
0: Yes, which is incredible. Just again, spreading that sense of community and allowing that safe space to be that much more accessible, no matter where yes. folks are. Taking a quick pause from our conversation with Shayla for a little snack break, because you shouldn't be the only snack in the house. When I need a little pick-me-up or a sweet treat, I love reaching for skinny dipped almonds. Skinny dipped almonds only have real ingredients like crunchy roasted almonds, a kiss of organic maple sugar and sea salt, and a thin layer of rich chocolate. They're available in a variety of flavors like cocoa, peanut butter, mint, espresso, and raspberry. And just in time for the holidays, they just released their new dark chocolate peppermint flavor and I am obsessed. The almonds are covered in rich dark chocolate, creamy white chocolate and a hint of mint. It's like a portable, better ingredient version of the peppermint bark from your childhood and it is amazing. You can use the code BBG for 15% off your first order on SkinnyDipped.com. Happy snacking y'all. So something else I would love to chat with you about would be for maybe some of our Balanced black girls that are interested in wine, but are kind of just starting out. Maybe they've gone wine tasting a time or two. Maybe they haven't, but maybe they drink wine and they don't even know what what to look for or (laughs) where to start. How do you recommend someone kind of understand the different qualities of wine and find wines that they may like?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> so, uh, first things first, watch my show. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would say start with exploring your palate by going to wine festivals is a really good place to test your preferences and to open up your palate a little bit more. For one, because wine festivals, you can pay like $50 and taste like 50 wines. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, so that's a good way. Going to some restaurants in your city that offer flights. Because when you order a flight of wine, you get, you know, however many options. Because flights come in, you know, a various amount of numbers. Some places have three. Some places have 12. So, don't go 12 if you're just starting. But they have, like, you know, eight wines or so. And usually they have, like, a theme. Like, you can get a sweet flight. You can get, you know, California whites. You can get... Premium. And so start with ordering some flights. This is a great way to start to explore what you may like. And then make some wine friends. I mean, if you don't join the society, I'm not <laughs> saying you have to, it's a great way to start. But yeah, I would say definitely make some wine friends. See who's drinking your area, visit some vineyards. And honestly, vineyards are so beautiful. Even when you're just starting, it's just nice to be there. Like, it's like a mini vacation. They are gorgeous everywhere. I've yet to go to a vineyard that I'm like, oh, it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place to kind of start your palate, too, because they also will offer you flights. Try everything over and over. Yeah. That is how you really start to open up your palate and expand what your preference is, because a lot of us, you know, we all start out liking sweet wines and then we go to the semi-sweet and then we go to usually red. And then, you know, and it kind of is a, it's a progression. It takes a while to get to the point that you like everything. Even then, you still have a preference. Yeah. Like I'm a red girl. My best friend's a Somali. She's been drinking wine for over a decade and she likes white wines and champagne. I like bubbles and red. So you're still going to have your preference, but like, I'll drink anything. (laughs) And it took me, it did take me a while to get here and doing this show definitely helped with that because it's just kind of like, oh, well, you guys want me to try a white wine? Oh, that wasn't on my menu, but okay. (laughs) Just try it and review it. Definitely try everything more than once because you, your preferences will change.
0: Yes. Love that advice. Do you have any favorite black owned wine brands that are some of your favorites or that you would recommend? Because we love supporting black owned businesses here at Balanced Black Girl.
1: Such a good question.
0: I like,
1: oh, I think I'm going to go down. Okay. So, <laughs> look, I'm like, I can't just pick one. So, Red Blends, I really like Marcus Johnson. He has Flow Wines, Great Red Blend. Benita Johnson, they are not related uh divine wine club she makes an exclusive white and it's so good it is so crisp and refreshing i could drink it year round if you like a little bubbles the mcbride sisters make a brut rose that is super tasty um and if you like sweet wines definitely try shoe crazy wine gwyn hurt she is actually i want to say she's one of the first black winemakers to be distributed by walmart So super cool. But her Sweet Harmony is an award-winning varietal. So any of those, if you're looking to buy black and try something new, it is, the try those. The Brute Rose is probably the the heaviest one if you're a sweet lover. The other three, I think you could, you won't go wrong. You'll like them.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much. Those are all great recommendations. We got a little something for everybody. Covered all of our bases. I tried, I tried. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, oh. it was good. I mean, I was asking for the audience also asking for myself. So <laughs> that was perfect. Wrote them all down. And we'll make sure that we have all of those linked in the show notes as well so that folks can go check out those brands.
1: promise you guys will not be disappointed. Those are some of my favorites. That's what I reach for. I think I have quite a few of all of them in the house. Except for the sweet harmony, I'm guilty. I don't drink a lot of
0: sweet wine. Yeah, yeah, that's okay though. Preferences.
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: <laughs> so Shayla, you are like a businesswoman extraordinaire. Like you're a serial entrepreneur, master side Thank hustler, it. girl. Can you tell us about a time maybe where you've pivoted a bit in your experiences in business to either take better care of yourself or to walk towards another venture that you thought may have served you better than what you were doing at that time? (laughs)
1: i have had many pivots i believe pivoting is how you get to the million dollar idea i'm like a researcher by nature and so like when i read like years ago that the average millionaire had like seven unsuccessful businesses before they hit the jackpot i was like oh okay so i'm good (laughs) i would say probably my biggest pivot recently that i could think of is that the year that i started doing the weekly show i also started a subscription box (laughs) Mm I hated it.
0: Yeah. Why? (laughs) What was it?
1: I don't like going to the post office. Fair. Same.
0: I hate hate (laughs) it.
1: And, And there's always a line like this. It's never a quick trip. It was just a lot every month. It is hard to be profitable in subscription boxes if you are starting out and don't already have a large enough audience to support buying wholesale. Yep. I was doing monthly. I pivoted to quarterly and... I was just like, I don't, I just don't like this. This isn't going to work. So that was 2018 to 2019 and I stopped. And in 2019, when I stopped, I was like, there will be something. There is a way to create these experiences and it'd be much more engaging than just the subscription box that I sent to one person. And the crazy thing is when I relaunched from monthly to quarterly, I actually tripled the amount of subscribers. Oh, wow. It's not that it wasn't desired but i was just like this is too much yeah so when i pivoted i was just like "Mm." and so i did relaunch them actually so the insider level membership comes with a subscription box we offer it now but now it's it's positioned in a way that is a little bit better for the business but i definitely was just like i don't like this i don't like going to the post office i want to do this i had to stop it
0: it didn't work for me yeah I think that that's such a good story to share, though, because it can be so easy to get in the habit of continuing to do something that you know isn't necessarily working for you or we just assume, okay, Mm -hmm. well, if people are buying it or if people like it, then I need to keep doing it. But if it's not serving uh you to do it, then it's okay to not do it or to do something else or to do it differently. There's so many ways that a business or a hustle cannot work outside of just whether or not people can consume it. Like it has to feel good to you to do it.
1: Exactly. It's important to stay true to that. When I stopped the subscription box, my husband, my friends, my mom, everybody was like, why would you do that? You tripled your number of subscribers. Why would you stop it? Like what? And I was like, it's not for me. I had to stand in that like I am not doing this it's not for me and I did question the decision it's not like I I like stopped it and then I was like okay I'm the I'm the woman like I got this like something's gonna like I knew something was gonna come and I was gonna have an idea of how to really better create the experiences that was true to who I am but it didn't stop me from questioning it when everybody else was like you should keep going
0: absolutely yeah because it's only natural
1: hmm. hmm. And I feel like we don't talk about that enough. I feel like we don't talk about enough what the hard parts are in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not easy. It's not like this walk in the park. Oh, my God. No. And it does require a lot of pivots. And people will make you, you know, try to make you feel bad or try to make you change your mind. And it's like, no, 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 they're not going to be the ones who are the CEO of that company. You don't want to get build it and hate it.
0: Exactly. And that's very relevant just for me going through that experience. I've had to learn that if someone is not in this doing the work with me, I can value their opinion, but I have to take it with a grain of salt.
1: Exactly.
0: Because unless someone is truly in there doing that work, there's not really any way that their advice can be fully relevant. It can still be absolutely insightful and totally helpful. But it doesn't have to be the end all be all.
1: Yes. Me and my best friend do a podcast. And we actually talked about that one episode because we were both going through that, I feel like at the same time. And it's so and and it's nothing against people, right, who don't have businesses or who aren't stepping out on their own, because it's like you said, they can be really insightful. But if you aren't sitting in the driver's seat like I am, and you've never been in this driver's seat and you're never going to be, you will always be a passenger, you know, working for someone else. Exactly. Your employment will always be to be the passenger. I can't, your your perspective is not what I need to be hearing.
0: Yep, exactly. So,
1: unless it's Oprah, like, girl, through (laughs) those
0: boxes, I think I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's so, it's always so easy to give advice for what other people should do with their time. Oh, and, isn't uh, it? <laughs> and I catch myself in that, too, because I know I give people all sorts of advice that they either didn't ask for or like, girl, you're not in this with me. So I've been on both sides for sure, which is why it's so important to to listen to that on the inside, which it sounds like you do a good job of doing.
1: I try to. I really do. I've learned to and more recently, like my family and I've talked about it because they'll be like, oh, well, why don't you do this? No. <laughs> We're not there yet. Black and yep. isn't there yet. That's a great idea, but that's not where I am. Right now, I'm focused on this. I'm focused on X. I'm focused on Y. You're back at A, B, and C, and we're not there yet. So, yep. no, I've learned to stand in that note because I'm the person who is here day in and day out doing the work.
0: Exactly. So, Shayla, with that, with all that you do... With Mm -hmm. the number of hats that you wear, how do you also, one, make time for self-care? And two, what are some of your favorite ways to practice self-care?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. I have to remind myself to do that. But I am intentional. I've become more intentional about reminding myself. My therapist told me that really at the beginning of this year, and she was just like, you need to make sure that you are having Shayla time. Nothing else. You're not thinking about Black Girls Wine. I have started binging Netflix.
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Netflix and chill
1: (laughs) yeah I don't watch a ton of tv I've never really been a tv person I've always been like oh my god it's such a waste of time but I realized that for me it gives my brain a break and I've been trying to read more Mm -hmm. so I read more and I like romance novels Laura Roberts is my favorite (laughs) and Sandra Brown and I am like a romance girl like I love my love story I love everybody else's love so like I want to read and watch all the love stories so I watch a rom-com Netflix has like really good. Like the teeny bopper romance stories are really good. Oh, yeah. Love those. It's like my guilty pleasure. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I love them. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to a romance movie or novel and pour a glass of wine and just really enjoy myself for a couple hours before bed.
0: The fact that you love romance novels just makes me so happy because (laughs) I think that nowadays, Reading for pleasure, just enjoyment, is so underrated. I feel like we all forgot. I agree. I it's agree 100%. all about consuming business content or personal development. And I love personal development, love reading personal development, love, you know, audiobooks. But also when you just read a book just to enjoy it, it there's Pearl. just nothing better.
1: And I think maybe if more people read romance novels, they wouldn't have such a <laughs> skewed perspective. Like, everybody's like, oh, my God, like, love, uh, love, uh, marriage, uh, Maybe if y'all actually put some of these business books down and got into a little Nora Roberts, little Sandra Brown, get you a good love story and your whole perspective could change. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I, do
0: that. I need to take your advice because, you know, I I need I need my perspective to change in that girl, area. So maybe I need some romance like novels. A whole
1: series, then you feel like your turn is coming. Like yeah. Roberts write like <laughs> all the sisters going to get married in like a four-year time span and they've been waiting all their life. And it's so great. <laughs> (laughs) I'm always like, Oh my goodness, I need the next book. Like it's amazing. I and I I forgot. Truly, truthfully I, I forgot too. I feel like I got married, launched my Girls Wine, got busy. And then last year, or earlier this year, really, I was like, you know what? I was in Walgreens. And it was like recently after going to therapy and I saw Nora Roberts had a new book. And I used to read her books like people binge watch Netflix. I checked them out from the library. I bought every time she had a new one. And so I was like, oh my God, I haven't bought a Nora Roberts book in forever. (laughs) I need to get one. I read it and I was like, oh, this was just, it was amazing. So I, I am very very intentional about making sure I get some time. If I'm not reading it, then I try to at least watch it. We need that positivity.
0: Totally. Watch something happy because there's also a lot of not-so-happy things that, that we could consume and that gets heavy.
1: It gets very heavy. And I'm not into it. Like, I don't watch the news. I never have. It's not my thing.
0: I feel you. Yeah, it just... It's there's so many ways to consume it, which is, you know, mm-hmm. it's like good to at least know what's going on. But I, I right. can't I can't be on the constant news cycle. It's so overwhelming.
1: It is. I'd much rather catch up on Facebook. I feel like I don't even need to watch the news. Half the stuff I see on Facebook. So
0: is mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that yeah. what
1: Trump did? Like, yeah. OK, somebody's <laughs> on Facebook talking about it. I don't need to
0: watch it. Yep, exactly. So. Shayla, what does being a balanced Black girl mean to you?
1: Oh, being a balanced Black girl to me means making sure that before I do anything, say yes to anything, say no to anything, or make any decisions, that every part of me is in alignment with what's about to happen. Sometimes i may really really want to do something and my mind is like i'm tired and my body's like i'm even more tired mm-hmm. while i may want to go here and zip here and run here the reality is that i've got to take care of myself and sometimes that is even checking in with Shayla emotionally where are you at girl like how are you how are you feeling is something a little off do you need to journal do you need to, you know, refocus with some gratitude before you submerge yourself around people? Do you need to, you know, talk to your husband about something you're feeling? Like, where are you? And so being balanced for me means checking in and I check in daily. I need to be constantly aware and I, I'm say I'm pretty self aware. I always have to check in before I do anything. And that's balance to me. I have so many friends that just say yes and do this and do that because their husbands want it or their families want it or their jobs want it. And they're drained. Yeah. And I'm just like, You don't want to do that. You're doing it because you feel like you have to. And you have to change that because you only get one life. Yep. That's how I stay balanced.
0: Ooh, I have chills. Thank you so much for that.
1: You're welcome. So, so good.
0: (laughs) Shayla, thank you so much for coming on the show today. How can our audience keep in touch with you? How can everybody learn more about Black Girls Wine?
1: Oh, you can follow Black Girls Wine on Instagram and Facebook. And I do have a personal Instagram. It's Shayla Bernardo, but I find myself on Black Girls Wine most of the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. We will have all of that linked in the show notes. And you know what I'm realizing is that this would have been the perfect time for me to record with a glass of wine I didn't do it I'm out, oh, I'm did. slipping <laughs> what's wrong with me <laughs> Yes you should have had your glass I know oh. I'm slipping I just totally I I missed it I missed it
1: <laughs> what's your go-to like what do you usually if you're gonna skip and record?
0: What are you drinking? I'm a rosé fan. I'm definitely a rosé fan. Yeah, yeah. I like circled and highlighted the McBride Sisters recommendation because I definitely want to check that out.
1: And try their Black Girl Magic Rosé. It's good.
0: Oh my, how have I not already? Thank you, thank you, thank you.